Welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast, where today's brightest minds in the medical device industry go to get their most useful and actionable insider knowledge, direct from some of the world's leading medical device experts and companies. I just got off the recording of a new Global Medical Device podcast episode with one of our newer medical device gurus, Laura Court. Uh, it was great to connect with her, learn a little bit about her background and, and prior to Greenlight and working in product development for both small and large companies. And she shares some of those uh, experiences that she's had uh, in her career so far. So I hope you enjoy this Meet the Guru episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast. This is your host and founder at Greenlight Guru, John Spear. And from time to time, uh, if you've been uh, an avid listener of the Global Medical Device Podcast, especially within the past year or so, you notice we've featured a Meet the Guru episode from time to time. This is a great opportunity for us to share or bring in some of our medical device gurus. That's right, Greenlight. We have a lot of people who work at the company who worked in the medical device industry before they came to Greenlight, which is one of those, I think, advantages. It gives us that guru edge because we've been there. We've done this. We we know what you're going through because we've done it before in our careers. And joining me on this special episode of a Meet the Guru is Laura Court. So, Laura, welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be a part all right. Well, um, I guess a good place to start is tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and and uh, your your career to date and, and some of the things that you've done in the medical device industry. Yeah. So most of my background has been primarily in product development. Um, I love the design side of it, everything like that. I got a degree in mechanical engineering, um, really loved the human movement, biomechanics side of things. That's what really drew me into medical devices. I did a couple um, co-ops during college that were in medical devices and everything like that. So um, my first job, I worked on a fairly technical product. It was a high-intensity focused ultrasonic probe. Mm. Um, so that was a really great way to kick off my career, but it was with a very small company. So I got to get my hands into a lot of different areas, everything from the design side all the way through to product sourcing, working with the manufacturers, everything like that. Um, when I left that company and went on, I went to a a little bit bigger company. Um, and it was a very different change for me because I was used to a very small company, small product development team. There's only really two of us on the team, um, to a larger company where they produced over 8 million um, parts a year. So I went from very small little office to working in a manufacturing plant, um, with, I mean, there was a press room an extrusion room, a circuits room, just so much going on, so much more craziness going on, but it was a lot of fun because I got to get my hands then into a lot of different things. I mean, there were times that I was crawling through a machine trying to figure out what was going on or get different tests set up. Um, so I got to do, still got to do a lot of the product design sort of things, but then also got to get my hands into the manufacturing side of it and actually do the hands-on because I'm a true believer that you can't design a product well if you don't know how it's being made or what you go through to make a product. Um, so I loved getting that experience and everything like that. But ultimately, I just loved helping people. I loved getting out on the floor and helping people who are helping us make the products and things like that. And that's what ultimately drew me towards coming towards Greenlight. That's awesome. And you, you probably didn't know this about me. In fact, very few probably do. But I've actually 
both of your previous employers, I've actually did some consulting at, at uh, both of those places. <laughs> Once oh my gosh. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's funny. Um, your most recent employer it used to be called something completely different back mm-hmm. in the day is a family run business. Um, but they were acquired quite a few years ago, but you know, pretty fascinating. So I'm a little bit familiar, but um, that last bit that you shared, you know, just about appreciating, because uh, because I, cause I uh, too started my career as a product development engineer, and that appreciation for uh, understanding how the product is is built and manufactured and constructed, I think that's really really important, especially for a product development engineer. But I don't think a lot of product development engineers maybe get that experience. Do you have any? Were there any stories that? Uh, where that really sunk in where like, wow, I really need to be paying more attention to this or did it just come naturally? So I guess kind of, this is my best like learning example that I have is that I was going to help validate a process that was out on the manufacturing floor and it ran three shifts a day. So um, we had split it up. One engineer would take each shift and I was going to be working on second shift. And I was still fairly new to the company at the time, didn't have that much experience within that manufacturing area, didn't know the people who worked on second shift, anything like that. Um, and obviously all the guys and ladies and stuff that were working down there knew the system much more than me. I mean, they're the ones down there day to day working with the products. Sure. Um, and so I made the point one day before I even started the validation and I walked down to the floor on second shift. I went down, I introduced myself to everybody, kind of explained what I was going to be doing, why I was going to be down there, but then also asked them at the same time. I'm like, if you have any advice or you know anything that yeah. you think needs to be fixed, I'm like, please tell me. And I can try and make this better for you. You guys will help me. And I know I got feedback after we were finished with the validation from a couple of them. And they were just so appreciative that someone took the time to like look at their knowledge. And I just kind of laughed when they said that because I'm just like, you're the ones working with this every day. It's like, I might know the actual what's making this piston run for this product sort of thing. But you're the one who can tell the little nuances when things change, what can make a process better, things like that. Um, So that was probably one of my biggest like humbling experiences almost it's like okay i might know some of the paperwork behind everything but i'm not the one daily doing it so that's why it's like really getting the advice of people who are making it and then ultimately the people who are using it can drastically alter what you do yeah i mean i i totally agree with you i I had an experience pretty early unfortunately it was pretty early in my career where I, i was working with a large company um Although it didn't, the way we sort of were structured and operated, it, it really felt, you know, many years later, I can say this, it felt quite a bit like a startup. Um, the, the large company, though, they, they had different, I guess, pods or groups, um, business units, or however you wanted to find that. But the one business unit that I worked with, we had a few uh, product development engineers on our team. We supported a manufacturing department that built the majority of our, the products for that business unit, but there were no manufacturing or quality engineers. We mm-hmm. also served in that role. And, and I remember uh, a couple moments where I was doing, I had done some work on a, a hemodialysis catheter and uh, went through the whole design and development process, you know, all the things that we needed to do to get that product to market, get it to market. And I think within, you know, the first order that that manufacturing was, was had gotten to, to assemble the product they have questions and who do they come to? Well, they came to me and it was important for me to have that experience because I realized that just because it was clear here in my head, 
it didn't necessarily translate into their manufacturing instructions and so on. So I learned a lot through that experience and, and, um, you know, feel super blessed to have had that opportunity. I think a lot of product development engineers, they don't get that experience. They don't get that feedback, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know it's earlier days or newer days, uh, in your career at Greenlight. Um, but even with that, what do you enjoy most about being a guru so far? Really, it's been my opportunity to meet so many companies. I mean, I've only been with Greenlight here for not even two months yet, but I've already met so many different companies and just learned about some amazing technology that people are coming out with. Because, uh, I mean, you can only do so much Googling in your free time to figure out what new and exciting stuff is coming up, listen to so many webinars. Um, but this really gives me the opportunity. I get to interact with so many people and just hear about amazing work that people are doing. Some work I never would have even thought was possible um, that people are trying to work on. And I think that's the most amazing part of it. Yeah. Any Anything that sticks out or any examples that, that uh, you're able to share? So there was one company, I won't give any name dropping or anything because I know they're still working through their process, but... It was just kind of an interesting call that we had because it was much, it was very collaborative because they were trying to figure out how to get up this new process and they were going to have possibly a couple hundred to possibly a thousand different parts that they were trying to manufacture and get down within their system. And it was so great because I actually got to use some of my previous experience working with the company that had tons of different SKUs and everything like that. And it was just a great back and forth of trying to think through like, what's the best way to do this? How can we organize it? Um, and I just loved that collaborative side of all of it and just trying to help them. And they were bringing their experience. I was trying to bring mine in um, and figure sure. out the best way to get them started off right so that they didn't have to go through a lot of those growing pains that I know some other companies have gone through and trying to help them. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's important. And I think this is one of those things that, um, that you know, we do emphasize at Greenlight Guru. Uh, and I think we can better... Uh, uh, articulate and communicate this to our customers and to the industry is like, you know, we've built this purpose built solution specifically for the medical device industry. I mean, the, the workflows, the verbiage, the terminology, the connectiveness, it's, it's all based on FDA regulations for med device, as well as mm-hmm. ISO 1345 and EUMDR and things of that nature. I, and I think that's important, but knowing that we have, people like you and the rest of our gurus. I mean, we have an awesome team of, of of what people have done in their, their careers. We have people that worked on orthopedics, electromechanical software, IVD audits, regulatory submissions, you know, transfer to manufacturing, all these different sorts of things. So I think, you know, that's a wonderful uh, thing that we can bring to our customers and say, Hey, look, you know, Laura, this challenge that you're dealing with, Laura has, already done this before and she's going to be working with you. I mean, that's, that's, that feels good, right. To be able to help companies through those. It absolutely does. I mean, even just within our team, like my background so much more in product development, but then we have gurus on our team who are quality based. Um, And even just some discussions that we have internally with our team, just feeding off each other and learning different processes. Cause it's like, okay, I've helped in an audit before, but maybe I've never completely run one. And I love talking to Sarah or Taylor who have done that. Um, and we just really try and help each other out and learn from each other too, even just internally. Yeah. So I know you showed that, that one story of the customer with the hundreds of different parts and components. Do you have any, and, and I, I know it's just that we're just a couple months into your green light journey, but any favorite customer stories that, that stick out so far, you know, interactions or 
you know, seeing, I, I always think it's great when a customer has an aha moment and it's like, you know, and, and I had a small, you know, part or influence in leading them to that discovery. Any, anything come to mind as far as favorite customer stories? So the one with the SKUs is probably definitely my number one favorite so far that I've had. Um, I've had a couple others where they'll be talking through trying to figure out a process or figuring out the best way to like kind of organize their paperwork um, and work through like a test protocol and things like that. And I don't know if I necessarily have one exact favorite out of these, but I just love being able to chime in and just being like, oh, have you thought about doing this? Or have you thought about um, adding in this into your protocols to try and help? Um, Just because it's like, I know you'll get questioned about this in an audit or something along those lines and being like, this is a great way to add in just different statements to help with everything like that. Um, So it's really hard to choose just kind of a one favorite other than the one I already shared. But I just love the collaborative side of all of it. All right. So um, I want to take a a short break. I want to remind folks I'm talking with Laura Court. Laura is a medical device guru at Greenlight Guru. Uh, She works with our customer success team and uh, works with a lot of different customers who, you know, medical device companies, probably very similar to to many of your companies. So, you know, if you're interested in learning more about the Greenlight Guru medical device success platform that's designed specifically and exclusively for the medical device industry by actual med device professionals, where you get to work with people who have medical device experience like Laura, then I would encourage you to go to www.greenlight.guru. Uh, we'd be thrilled to have a conversation with you to under- better understand your needs, your requirements, and see if we might have some solutions that can help you. Uh, Laura, last night we uh, we were in person uh, at an event uh, celebrating you know some of the uh, recent uh, success of the company. It was it was a little surreal for me and probably for you too. But you know, for basically the past year plus, all of our interactions as a company, most all of them have been virtual, remote. Mm-hmm. Many of uh, folks that that have joined the team in the past year or so. We, you know, we've never met face to face. We've hired everybody remote, and, and that that was the case for you. So it was great to have a chance to see you face to face, as well as a lot of the the other uh, colleagues at Greenlight. But you said something last night that that stuck with me, and you know, it was about the Greenlight Academy. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, folks, this is also something that we've recently rolled out. We have a Greenlight Academy. It has courses that that you can consume. Some on design controls and risk. And, document management. We're going to be continually rolling new courses out from time to time, some free, some will be paid. But you said something last night about the Academy uh, that I thought was insightful. Do you remember what, what it was that you said? So I believe that I was talking about the fact that, so even though I've been in the industry for a while and um, just learning everything else is I am a full believer that if I had had a platform like the Academy with so many of the educational things, was so well written out and just so clear and confident in their writing that it would have made my transition from school into my full-time career so much easier because I spent so much time just trying to like suck knowledge out of all my coworkers and sit in on meetings, try and learn different things and ask as many questions as I can. But having a resource like the Academy, I'm going through the videos even myself still now, and I feel like I'm still learning things. Um, So that would have just made for such an easier transition coming straight out of school into um, being the one writing documents and doing different things. It would have been great. Yeah. And and folks, you know, it's just one of those those things that, you know, we we had built out uh, 
for internal purposes, initially what we call guru certification. And it's really about trying to, because we have some folks that, that work at Greenlight that are new to the medical device industry. We, we wanted to help educate and inform and teach them uh, on the, the finer points uh, about what it's like to be a medical device professional. So we built out uh, this, this course and it's a, it's an extensive course. I mean, have you been through that, that internal guru certification, all of that yet? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I am a fully level one certified guru so far, and I'm working on my uh, level two certification. So hopefully within the next, the next couple of weeks here, I'll be all the way through. Yeah, but it gets intense. I mean, the first couple of levels of the, this internal training program, I mean, it's 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 med device foundational, but then we get into, you know, connecting the dots of how, you know, the, the industry regulations, how that relate to specific workflows. So you're at the beginning of the journey, but, you know, keep us posted on how that that's going. But these are, as we started to, to roll this out internally, we started to realize, oh, wow, there's an opportunity for us to also deliver some of this, this uh, information externally. Uh, and that's why we've, you know, leaned into forming a Greenlight Academy and offering some of these courses. So, um, you know, to me, it's the importance of Greenlight and maybe one of the, the biggest roles that I play within the company is, you know, keep that education and information uh, channel active and current and up to date. And, you know, this is one of the things that's very important to us is, you know, the content that we generate, the guides, the webinars, the podcasts is really about trying to, to help teach uh, in, in a way that's as simple and easy to understand as possible. I guess kind of thinking about, um, you know, you, you, you've been here for a couple months, you've been working with a few customers, you're going through the guru certification, you have the, the prior industry experience. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to think about what things medical device companies can do to be successful? And I guess, you know, if you can pull that into those who maybe are our customers, what are the keys to success from your point of view? So my biggest thing that I stress to anyone I talk to is use the resources that you can find. Um, So I'm very much one that I came in thinking I needed to be an absolute expert on everything I see, everything I touch. And that's was coming straight out of school. I just had that mindset that I have to know everything right now. And you really don't. It's okay to rely on resources um, like blogs and webinars and different things like that, but also to use consultants, use, for example, through Greenlight, use the gurus because we've gone through different things like that. Um, And it can save you just a lot of headache and a lot of growing pains of trying to figure things out. If you use people who are experts in regulatory, experts in quality, um, experts in product development, um, but trying to, it helps distribute workloads. It helps distribute the amount that you have to try and figure out um, and failures and different things like that. So I stress to everyone to try and use resources. You don't have to be an absolute expert in everything you do when you first start it, um, but to use it more as a learning opportunity in those experts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I, I, but I think it's natural though for, for a young engineer to, well, I, I too am an engineer. And, <laughs> um engineers, uh, I can say this, um, and maybe I'm saying it about myself, maybe this isn't uh, typical of all engineers, but most engineers that I know, um, they believe they are the smartest person in the room. (laughs) I can't say I can't disagree on some things for (laughs) myself as well. (laughs) Um, And even if we don't know something, we're not going to let you know that we don't know it. Sometimes with me, it's like, oh, crap, I don't, I don't know about that thing. So I'll just 
kind of get through the conversation. And then like the first thing I do when I'm by myself is I'm like looking it up, like, what is that? And, and then I find myself going down this rabbit hole, reading all the, this, these articles or content or listening to and watch a video, you know, just trying to, you know, now educate myself on this. And it, I, it's weird sometimes though, but, but, but to your point, I don't have to operate that way. Uh, in fact, I've fortunately have learned a little bit later in life that, you know, it's, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to, I want to surround myself with people that are more intelligent and, and smarter Absolutely. than me because, you know, together it, it makes a, a more well-rounded uh, uh, and more robust and, and, and frankly, a better experience for everybody involved. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Greatest piece of advice I got. I come from a family of engineers and greatest piece of advice I got when I was starting even schooling and starting to interview and different things like that. Um, was they told me they're like, it's okay to say, I don't know, but I can figure it out or I can find someone to help you. And that's definitely something that I've carried with me into my career and everything like that. I'm not always the best about living to those words because sometimes like you do, I go through and I go down rabbit holes trying to Google things and figure things out. Um, But I definitely think that's a great piece of advice because that's what leads you to surround yourself with smart people because you find somebody who does know those answers and they can help you. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like being a, a learner, you know. I think that's that's one of the key um, aspects that that we look for and people that to bring to the Greenlight team is do they have this um, this this desire uh, to learn? And I think that's really important if you have that learner's mind, uh, because you know every day I learn something. I mean, you, you're I'm sure you're learning a lot, not just about how Greenlight functions and operates, but every customer that you interact with, you get exposed to something new. Absolutely. Probably on a daily basis. Um, I guess to kind of wrap things up uh, for our conversation today, you sh- you opened by sh- sharing that you worked first for a, a smaller company and then for a larger company. And, and in both capacities, were you in, in product development? I was. Okay. So can you kind of compare and contrast um, – maybe product development with a big company and a small company, are they the same? Are they different? And I know you shared a couple of stories um, that, that sort of illustrate that, but w- what are you know, maybe a, a few key points that folks should think about with respect to product development based on the shape and size of their company? Mm-hmm. So I think at their core, whether you're at a small company or at a large company, you're still going to have a lot of the same overlap when it comes to product development. You still have design controls, you still have paperwork, you still have the actual design side of it. Um, but then I always laugh and say, when I first started my job, it almost felt a little bit like trial by fire, just because there were so few people within the company that I really got experience in kind of other sides that in a large company, you may not get as far as purchasing, working with contract manufacturers, um, doing material selections. Cause I know sometimes in very, very large companies, those can all be different departments. Right. Um, I loved the fact that I got to kind of be all of that wrapped up into one, Um, And even with the second company that I worked for, it was larger, but not absolutely huge. And I still got to do some of that fun work where it's not just sitting at my desk, working at CAD all day. I got the opportunity to see those different facets of what goes into a design. And I think that's very important to do, because like I said, when you get out on the manufacturing floor and you have to learn how things are actually put together, it's kind of that same side of it of, looking at material availability, material selections, um, how our um, relationship's going to be with contract suppliers and different things like that. So I think that all just wraps up into making one really good, sustainable, reliable product, and you need all those different facets of it. So it'll change a little bit from a small to a large company, but I think in the end, all those things 
need to come back to product development in some way to make a really successful product. Yeah, that's great. That's great tip. Great tips and advice there. Um, here's a myth that I that I've often heard um, about specifically like medical device product development, but I guess more specifically around design controls and in some respects, sometimes risk management. I'll, I'll often hear or used to hear, uh, it still happens from time to time, but an engineer was like, oh, I hate design controls. I know how I answer that question when I, or that, that reaction when I hear it. I guess I'm curious, what is your reaction when you hear somebody say, oh, I hate design controls. It's such a pain. What, what, what are your thoughts about that? Not so much with design controls. I relate more to the risk side when someone says they yeah. don't like going through risk because it is not the most fun document that I've ever written to go through different risks and think about all the ways that the product you design could fail. I mean, not many people want to do that because you want to think you've created a pretty safe product, but right. ultimately there are always ways that it's going to fail um, and I can relate to not wanting to sit down and do that. But at the same time, the earlier that you can do it, the absolute better it'll be at the end. Because um, even just taking during the beginning of the design, just a couple minutes to think through some of the possibilities or some of the design controls that you know you need. And if you do it throughout the process, it's going to save you that six-hour meeting with all your coworkers sitting in a room, pulling out your hair, yeah. trying to figure out all these things when it's later on in the design. So taking just little time and snippets throughout the entire process is going to save a lot of headache in the long run. For sure. I, and, I, and I think that's the, the, the thing that a lot of folks don't realize is they, they view things like design controls and in some respects risk as like impediments to progress. Um, and, and like unnecessary documentation at times. And, you know, I'm a big advocate, you know, if start early, uh, do document things because they could be to your advantage. You know, if you, your reaction is, Oh, if I make a change, it's, it's got, it's too cumbersome. I got to have all these people review and approve. Uh, don't, don't curse, uh, design controls. Don't curse risk. Maybe reevaluate your practice and your process. Mm -hmm. If you have that reaction, like, I don't know this or I don't like this, I mean, then there's probably something about the practice that needs to be simplified. Because uh, I think when you start to understand the intent behind design and development and risk management, it's all for the purpose of ensuring that products are designed as safely and effectively as possible. And, and that's really the purpose. And, and I think when an engineer realizes that, like, oh, yeah, of course, I want products to be safe and effective. Absolutely. All right. Any final thoughts, words of wisdom, uh, hot tips and pointers that you want to share with, with the listeners about Greenlight, about being a med device nerd or, or anything else that comes to mind? <laughs> Well, I've always laughed, and I know I've said this to a couple of people, but one of my favorite parts about Greenlight is that it's reducing the possibility of paper cuts. Because <laughs> I have been that person that sits down and goes through box after box after box of old paper-based systems, just trying to find, I mean, one sentence on a paper to validate or verify something. And you just inevitably end up with paper yeah. cuts. So I am a full fan of going electronic because then I don't have, I'm not walking around <laughs> with about 10 band-aids on my hands and all these little paper cuts everywhere. So that's my favorite, one of my all favorite right. parts of Greenlight. <laughs> all right. You, you heard it here, folks. Uh, Laura's tip, use Greenlight, avoid paper cuts. <laughs> so, Laura, thank you so much. It's, it's uh, been great to have this opportunity for me to, to get to know you a little bit better. And, uh, you really? know, I'm sure as, as you get, uh, more acclimated into your career at Greenlight and, and 
and have opportunities to work with more customers. Let's, let's do this again at some point. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about uh, as long as it relates to something important to the medical device industry. But if, if you're up for it, we'll do it again here soon, okay? Sounds great. Love to. All right. Folks, thank you so much for listening to and, and watching the Global Medical Device Podcast. If you are watching, uh, be sure to subscribe, click the bell notification so that you get alerts anytime there's a new episode that goes live. And, you know, thank you for, for your, your, you know, sharing word about the Global Medical Device Podcast. It's because of you that we continue to remain as the number one podcast in the medical device industry. As always, this is your host and founder, Ag Greenlight Guru, John Spear, and you have been listening to the Global Medical Device Podcast.